Welcome to Striving Catholics with Maggie Schaefer and Paula Nunez. Hey everyone, um, we are back again. So excited to be with you all for this new episode of Striving Catholics. Um, so since we took our little mini one week break or two weeks break or whatever it's been yeah uh, don't, don't worry we're not going to be gone for seven months this time <laughs> yeah we're not gonna be gone for seven months um Paula and I were just giving me some time to readjust to my new surroundings of Belmont Abbey College in North Carolina um to get to meet with my focus team and get to meet my students and um just to meet some more people and it's been a, a really beautiful adjustment um, but please pray for, for all of us here at the Abbey, because uh, God is working, y'all. It's working. Um, but we're so excited to be back. And our last four episodes of our podcast have been all about identity. Our first three um, were about the three parts of our identity, who I am, where I live, how I love. Um, and our last podcast kind of summed those all up. We were talking about identity and community. Um and y'all listen to a talk that I had recorded this summer um, for um, the students at St. Paul's um, in Wichita. And so today, we, Paula and I, have been talking about, about these different aspects of our identity. But we haven't answered these two main questions, which we're going to try and answer today, which is how we find our identity and how do we hold strong to it? Um, now, Paula and I um, were both um, in college and, and in Greek life, and we had so many things that we uh, really attached as our identity. Um, and today we're going to kind of go through a little bit of that and uh, just really talk and, and dive into um, how we found our identity and um, how we're trying to hold strong to it um, as young Catholics. So uh, thank you for joining us today. We're very excited to have you with us and uh, we hope that you can appreciate or add your own thoughts to uh, what it is we're speaking about today. So let's roll, shall we? You are listening to Striving Catholics. Oh man, Maggie, I miss you. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So as Maggie was saying in the intro today, we're kind of just trying to figure out, or not even figure out, we're going to look at finding our identity. And I think for both of us, we got this experience in college, um, especially since it's after high school. I don't know, like my brother just turned 18 and it's like really hard to get him excited about being an adult because you're just like, wait till college it's just such a brand new experience right um for many of us we're like we're gonna reinvent ourselves but in reality um college is an opportunity for us to really grow into who we are um and that's how i like kind of started thinking about who i was too so when i decided to start college um of course i went to the school that none of my friends went so um even though i stayed in town I had no friends, so I didn't know how to deal with that, obviously, so I did what nobody really does, and I went and joined, like, 10 different organizations, so I joined Greek Life, I joined, like, the Office of Multicultural Affairs Mentor Mentee Program, I got a job on campus, I did, like, 500 things in the hopes that 
it would help me figure out who I was, you know, I'm like, maybe if I do so many things, like one of those will be like awesome. And then they'll be like, you are this person. So the funny thing is like, I never really became a person. I think uh, there's one trait that I really identified myself with. And um, I showed Maggie this earlier, but <laughs> I found my Smashbook <laughs> journal from 2014. <laughs> yes, let's go. Bring back the Smash journals, people. Come on. <laughs> it's like we're not getting paid by the smash company but you know if they want to go ahead and give us some checks for bringing the smash books back yeah if they are listening to this want to send us some smash books email us at strivingcatholics at gmail.com and yeah we'll work it out please because yeah <laughs> anyway so i got the smash book which i mean maybe you're like facetiming or zoom meetings so again zoom meetings man <laughs> Um, so I'm showing her this. So I was at a Greek retreat my sophomore year, and this was really kind of what started a lot of like positive changes in me because journaling is awesome, but it also is helping me now figure out who I am. So like going through the pages, we did a lot of like writing about who we are, who we want to be. And I, man, so when I was listening to Maggie's podcast last two weeks ago, um, it really got me thinking because she was talking about like our identity within the context of a community. And if you're not part of a community, this is kind of hard to understand, but I was part of 10. So I was like, all right. Like it really hit home to me when she was talking about what, about how we fit in into communities and what we do to do that. So after I listened to that, I kind of just, again, found my smash book. Yeah. Um, and I started writing because that's what I do. Um, and I thought about the person that I was trying to be or trying to convey in those 10 different organizations and things that I did. So I kind of drew this thing and already showed Maggie, but in the top, it just says the words I can. And it's like really big, really bold, a whole bunch of colors. There's arrows pointing at it because that's who I, I strove to be in these communities. I was the person that you could rely on. I was the person you could depend on um, no matter what the time of day, no matter what you needed. Like I was always there. So in the context of the sorority, like I was always in the sorority house, like before class, after class, after school, for dinner, for lunch, all the time. I was just hanging out. I was that person that if you wanted to go get tacos at Chipotle for some unknown reason, I'd be like, yeah, I'm down. I'll go with you. If you needed an extra buddy, um, for the intramural game, I was down to, I had like six different outfits in my car at all times. I think Maggie <laughs> relate because we didn't live on campus. Like you had to be prepared for everything. So I had like a every outfit. occasion. Yeah. You know, everything from like formal attire all the way to like gym clothes. You just had to figure it out. Yeah, like in the trunk of my car, not even the trunk, the back seat, it had all like my t-shirts, my shoes, sweaters, like dress pants. You just never knew what was going on. Um, but, and that's what I tried to do like all four years. So like I started off strong and I was like, all right, I built this reputation for myself. Like I'm not going to go back on it. So even though, you know, it took me out of class, I was there, even though it made me spend money I didn't have, I was there. And that's who I kept trying to be. And it's really tiring trying to be that person, that person that does everything and doesn't, and not just does everything, but you do it right. You know, you do it perfect. You do it. Yeah. Wow, it was just, it was so, so exhausting, but that 
but that was the person I was becoming and who I wanted to be. And that's who I really saw myself as, as the person that can. So from the bottom of my page, um, Maggie's laughing because it's no longer in color. It's literally like very fine black print. Um, I started thinking about who I am. And the reality is that I, 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 I'm human. Like I can't do everything. And that's what I wrote. I just put, I can't. And then I put an ellipsis because I'm super dramatic. If you didn't know that by now. (laughs) (laughs) And the crazy thing is like, I, I really can't do anything. Um, but, but God can. So that's what I have in the bottom. I put, but he can. So really when I put myself into that perspective, it's just like, in theory, I'm nothing without God, like nothing. Um, I keep pretending I am because it's easier to fool myself that way. It's easier to be like, oh yeah, God didn't do this. I did. I did. And I did. And the more you do that and the more you believe it, the more pressure that you have on yourself and the more unhappy you are because it all depends on you. Mm -hmm. Like, I have the fate in the world, you know, on my shoulders and I get told lots of times, it's like, no, you don't. And I'm like, yes, I do. You don't understand. understand." Yeah. Um, Listening to Maggie's talk and the more we're talking about an identity, it's just like, I have, I literally like cut God out of my identity. Like it's so easy to do that. And because of that, I'm setting myself up for failure because there's going to get, there's going to be a moment like right now when I'm trying to write my dissertation paper where I really can't do it. Like I can't humanly possible finish this dissertation, but, and then I have a Bible quote beneath the, I can't, and it's, what's it called? Philippians 4.13. Maggie, do you have your Bible? Oh, yeah. Cool. You want to read that? Yeah. Let me pull it up here. Yeah. Philippians 4.13. I have the strength of everything through him who empowers me. Yeah. So in other words, that's what I use a lot in my papers. In other words, when I'm trying to paraphrase, um, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Yeah. So basically, like, no, we're not nothing, but God's what makes us special. God's what gives us the strength. God is who gives us the power to live each day. And it was very humbling when you think about it that way, because um, I will say I cried when I read this. <laughs> um because it's like me giving up my power, you know? And when we think about identity, um, I really think about, I want to be someone that's just awesome. Um, And unfortunately, our culture and our society tells us the way that you are somebody is by you, you know, self-made man. We talked about this earlier, you know, self-made man. So you don't need anyone. You rise to the top by yourself. Like that's what we're conditioned to think to be a powerful, strong person. Um, But like giving up that image, I'm just like, wow, like it's okay for me to ask for help. It's okay for me to have bad days and it's okay for me to, say hey look I can't do it there's someone greater than me that does it so Mm -hmm. yeah it's just crazy to think because yeah like you had said Paola like yeah society tells us of this self-made man right um but in all honesty when we become that self-made man we become so similar to those around us um who have also fallen into society's trap of self-made um and I I once heard someone say that the more you delve into your relationship with God, the more unique you become. 
Um, and I think that that's just a really beautiful testament. Um, one of the priests here a couple weeks ago had a homily and said, um, and had said that we often think that we are so small and insignificant and how could God ever be thinking of us all the time? But this priest, he looked at us and he was like, guys, you don't understand. If God wasn't thinking of you, you would cease to exist. And I was like, oh, you can't see my face right now, but like, big eyes jaw dropped to the floor like what what yeah you guys god has known us and knew that we would existed in this time in this place as we are before the creation of the universe like he knew and he loved us and he formed us and if he stopped thinking about us even for a millisecond, we would cease to exist. If you want to find your identity, if you want to know what your identity is, who you are, you have to ask the one who created you. You have to ask God. And it's one of those things that I didn't realize until it was very late in my college career. And I wish I could have known it sooner so that I could have just given that gift to my sorority sisters, given that gift to the people I encountered every day, to my family, to St. Paul's, to every organization that I was a part of, to every person that I encountered. I wish I knew. We can sit here and we can talk all we want about the different ways that God has impacted us. We can sit here and we can talk about our thoughts and our ideas on identity and community and how to build it up and how to find our identity. But actually, guys, the best advice that Paula and I can give you is to ask the one who created you. Pray. If you don't know how to pray, that is okay. Trust me. There, I'm a missionary and there are days when I'm like, I don't know how to pray. I, I sit there dumbfounded in front of the Eucharist and adoration. And I sit there, I'm like, God, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to say. I have forgotten how to pray. Our prayer life, our relationship with God is not based on feelings. It is not based on anything except for the fact that you show up. You show up, whether that's for 10 minutes a day to begin with, whether that's a holy hour every day, whether that's going to mass every day with some silent prayer. But guys, prayer is conversation in God conversation with God and the only thing that Paula and I could ever tell you to help is to pray you just gotta pray there hold on is it mass the other day and the priest gave this homily. He says, 
prayer is simple. It's a union of hearts. By inviting the heart of Christ to join with ours in every moment of the day in our various activities, we can make every part of our day a prayer. I've never thought of it like that. And I know right now you might be thinking, Maggie, why are you talking about prayer? This was supposed to be about identity. I'm confused. I get it. But our identity is rooted in he who created us. And the only reason, the only way that we can find out our identity that we can truly know it, truly understand it in the depths of our souls, in that little part that is always aching to be known and to be loved. And it is because we have not fostered relationships with God to the extent that we are able to. We will be never truly satisfied with our relationship with God here on earth. And that's what heaven is for. And that's why prayer and mass are so important is because those are the closest that we get to God here on earth. The closest that we get is receiving Christ in the Eucharist and adoring his body in adoration. Adoring the body, blood, soul, and divinity of him in adoration. And guys, I could talk about this for hours. And Paula keeps laughing at me on our little FaceTime because I'm using a lot of hand gestures and I'm very excited. But in order to know our identity, we have to know our father. We have to know him. And it's crazy to think that he created all of this for me. He created all of this for Paula. He created all of this for you. How crazy and beautiful is our world that was created for us by a God who loves us so truly, so immensely, that he sent his son so that we might be able to share in his sonship, that we might be able to be adopted sons and daughters of the Father. That is our identity. It took me a long, long time to get to that place. Trust me. And there are days even now that I go by and I think, wow. I am just a girl. I am just this. I am just that. And I limit myself. And I forget my identity. I forget whose I am. That brings us to our second point. How do we hold strong to our identity? I don't have a great answer for you. <laughs> Maybe Paula can, can answer it a little better, but here's what I know to be true. My mom always says that you should only talk or you should only write about what you know. And so this is what I know. Is, 
part. <laughs> LOL. I love my mom. She's great. Uh, she probably would discourage me from writing my dissertation right now. It's okay. I'm doing research. <laughs> I'm doing research. <laughs> LOL. It's fine. It's fine. Um, here's what I know. God has placed in my life many beautiful people. And he has blessed me with great friends like Paula, like my friend Rachel. I like my friend Teresa and a handful of others who, when I don't remember my identity, when I can't remember, when I refuse to remember because it's too hard, because I think it's too hard, they're always the ones who are there to remind me whose I am, why I was here, why I am here, why I am on this crazy journey, adventure that God is calling me to, why I am in freaking North Carolina. <laughs> For me, God has sent me wonderful people to remind me of my identity. And not only that, they always point me back to God. They're always challenging me. Whenever I complain about something, whenever something is, is, is harder and making it harder than it should be, one of them always asks me, well, Maggie, have you prayed about it? Have you told God about it? And I'm like, roll my eyes. And I'm like, no. <laughs> They're like, well, maybe you should do that. And I'm like, okay, well, maybe you're right. But... It's, it's one of the most beautiful things. And if you feel like you don't have that, if you feel like you don't have those friends, pray for them. Pray for good friends, good virtuous friends, ones who will build you up, ones who aren't afraid to call you on your BS, but ones who always point you towards God. Sorry, that was like a 10-minute rant. I apologize. <laughs> no, but I think um, holding strong to one's identity is really hard. Um, I've, that's something I've been working on every day. Mm -hmm. Yesterday, I was listening to a podcast, not ours. Hello. Um, <laughs> Right? I'm like, no, I just love podcasts in general. Um, Dude, same. And it's, as you were saying, I mean, just surrounding yourself with people. And if you don't have those, um, it's totally okay to surround yourself with inspiring people outside of your friend group. So when I was discerning life, um, how I got through a lot of my unhappy moments was listening to people on the podcast, um, not just Catholic groups, obviously, um, the people that really pushed me um, to grow. So like, I listened to this one real estate podcast. Again, I'm not even in real estate. I love, okay, I love it. So it was, I know, um, but it's about, this is how I got into admissions. It's sales, okay? Well, I love you so much. Thank you. So I had fake friends. Um, they didn't know me. I feel like I need to write them letters because they helped me, you know? It's just you have to surround with 
you surround yourself with like positive people that are going to push you, whether they're your best friends, whether they're your family, like my mom, or, you know, whether you just need that push. So I was listening to the podcast yesterday and they were talking about how um, it was about productivity. Again, I listen to really random things. I want to be a productive person. So I'm going to learn how to be a productive person. I'll listen to productive people. And one of the things that they asked this person was like, how do you not like get lost in all the mess and all the noise? And she said, well, I find I have been an anchor, you know, I have, oh, I see you um, <laughs> talking about how she anchors herself to something. So in her case, in the, the author's case, it was people like Maggie. She has people that she anchors herself to, you know, whenever you feel lost, you go to them um, for others it's different things. It could be a place. It could be a person. So, um, I was, as I was reflecting on that anchor, like what's my anchor? Um, for some reason, the image of drowning really popped into me. Like I'm deadly afraid of water. Maggie's looking at me cause she didn't know that about me. Well, fun fact, I can't even swim. So. I, knew I knew you couldn't swim. But yeah, like it scares me, but that's the same thing about water. Oh, it still brings me a lot of peace. Like I love just like watching the ocean from the mountains. Like when I lived in Spain, that was like my favorite thing to do. It was just to walk. And that's really where I felt in peace with God, you know, just seeing the vastness like that for me was like infinity. So it was really weird because I'm like, it could kill me, but it's also super beautiful. Um, but again, the image of drowning came to place because when you think of anchor, you think of water, right? And then obviously after water you think about dying so that's where my head went <laughs> as I was walking around you know the track my mind is weird okay this is, uh, this is why I love finding my old journals because I am really dramatic that hasn't changed yet <laughs> anyway so I'm thinking about drowning and I'm like okay so in those moments what what would make me feel at peace like what what's my anchor and for me weirdly enough my anchor is God so like when I think about that it's just like I could just hold on tight to that and not die <laughs> like spiritually physically emotionally and the funny thing is that like today I had a really hard day at work you know nothing was going right and I had to just stop and like visualize me drowning again and then like me finding that anchor and just holding on to it and it's just like like I could breathe I was like I could do this. Why? Because I knew I, at that, like, I don't need to be that person that can, like, it's okay to be that can't and me holding that anchor, that anchor, which is God, he's going to make me not flow, obviously, because anchors can't float, but you know, he's going to make sure I'm able to keep going. So that's a really weird imagery, but um, if you don't have those friends, as Maggie was saying, maybe you have a place, you know, maybe you have a spot at the park or you have a special tree or you have a special swing set. Like, it doesn't matter how silly it is. Like, that one spot could be the place where you could really um, just sit and figure who you are. Um, for some people, it may just be going to the library you know that really gives you the sense of hey I love books and being here just makes me feel whole and that's and that's completely okay maybe when you're having a bad day just go to the library and Dude. remember what it's like to yes. like be hopeful and imaginative and have like I remember reading a book and it's like the books were the people's best friends because that's where all your stories are like Harry Potter oh my gosh I used to read that once a month because <laughs> I just needed my best friend Harry you know to hang out and see what he was doing um 
So it's incredible the way that God, um, the, the way that God shows us love. Cause for everybody, it's going to be really different. Um, and to show us who we are from it. Yeah. Like I said, for me, it's visually myself drowning and holding onto an anchor, which is weird, but again, it, it helps me. It helps me. So good. So good. So thank you so much for joining us um, this week, y'all. We have a challenge for you, as always. Um, the challenge this week is to come up with, as my team here at Belmont Abbey likes, likes to put it, your action items, okay? Your action items. What are you going to do to answer these two questions for yourself? How are you finding your identity? And how are you holding strong to it? Come up with an action item or two and stick with them. Whether that action item is, you know, praying for 10 minutes every day. Whether that action item is coming up with a plan for, maybe you're in a really good spot right now. Maybe you have a lot of consolation. Coming up with a plan for when you're not in consolation. When you have those moments of desolation, of despair, of doubt, come up with an action plan. Something to do or to remind you of whose you are and of your identity. If you don't know your identity yet, start small. With prayer, with being outside, because... Even those small little things, especially in the wintertime when we um, are all having to stay inside because it's so cold. Like, obviously, in your, if you're in places that are obnoxiously cold and, like, you could get frostbite and, like, lose a finger, obviously, stay inside. Read a book. Make that be the reason and the way that you get out, that you get, quote, unquote, outside. Um, find an action item. Paula and I will write our action items in and we'll share them on our blog. Um, strivingcatholics.wordpress.com, I think is what it is. Um, if not, it'll be in the show, show notes. Yeah, it'll be in the show notes. Woo, show notes. Um, oh, wait. The show notes are actually on the blog. I'll put oh, it. We're really, we're really good at this technology thing, you all. Um, but your action items. Um, we will write our action items to give examples. Um, if you feel uh, the need to, to share them with us, we'd love to, to hear them. We'd love to, um, to be able to read them and, and to just see how you're encountering God, how you're encountering the Lord. Um, you can comment on our blog, um, which is strivingcatholics.wordpress.com. Or you can email us, email us at strivingcatholics at gmail.com. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. Um, and until next time, y'all, thanks for joining us. Also, bonus points. If you write this in your smash book, we'll give you a prize. <laughs> we'll send you a sticker. We have so many of them. <laughs> We're bringing smash book back. <laughs> yes. And you can put your sticker on your smash book. There you go. All right. Pieces. Bye, y'all. Remember, together, holiness is possible. Woo, I don't know why we're waving. We can't. At each other. <laughs> Thank you for joining Striving Catholics. 